Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Well, gentlemen, there is much to discuss. We'll begin in Harrisburg. Michael, back to business in the Pennsylvania house after a six-week hiatus they have resumed operations and uh, one of the big items they have approved there is this uh, sex abuse survivors bill gives victims more time to sue is this legislation that the pennsylvania family institute supports well it's one that we've been watching for a while actually it's a constitutional amendment that previously passed the general assembly and uh, was on its way to the ballot but then the uh, secretary of state at the time messed up in terms of the public notification so that did not make it to the ballot so this is a start over for that and basically it's dealing with sexual abuse of minors in church settings but also in school settings as well yeah we'll watch see how that goes we're not sure the votes are in the senate yet jason the new york yep. health act is is legislation actually the governor does not support but it is gaining steam again in albany it bans private insurance mostly and basically creates socialized medicine in new york state how likely is this bill to gain any traction this session well you know the universal health care, this uh, single-payer system, the government-run health care, socialized medicine, as it's called, it is under negotiations in the State House right now. The health committee chairs in both the Assembly and in the Senate favor this. You noted the governor has stated previous opposition, um, but we have some concerns that there may be some softening on that issue. Do I think it will happen this session? No, but we do see a constant uh, growth towards socialism in our state, and certainly we see it in healthcare areas as well. Yeah, I want to spend a minute talk about capital punishment that made news this week in Pennsylvania Michael but Jason I want to get your thoughts as well uh, the governor has had a change of heart I and mean, when he was running for attorney general he supported capital punishment now he says no uh, he won't sign any death warrants and by the way he wants the general assembly to abolish it altogether why that change of heart from the governor well there are a number of factors that uh, play into it he talks about his uh, young son uh, asking him the question you know why would the government put someone to death. And uh, he said that started him thinking and that maybe created his change of heart. The other part of Josh Shapiro that lots of people have known even before he became governor is that he has sights on becoming the president of the United States. And as part of that, he's kind of tacking a middle of the road economic policy on a number of issues. But on social issues, he's tacking very much to the left. Worth noting, there have been seven fatal shootings of police officers in this country and three of them are in your state, Michael. State Senator Mike Regan says cop killers deserve the death penalty. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, just within about a day of the governor announcing his opposition to the death penalty was the shooting of a Temple University police officer in Philadelphia by a, a young man who had just turned 18. But not only did he shoot this police officer after doing a carjacking, but then he stood over the policeman and shot him three more times in the head and then went through his pockets. You know, this is a terrible kind of evil. And maybe the death penalty is warranted. Yeah, the death penalty is but off the table for 
for a while in New York, Jason, but it's it's a good discussion to have. You know, critics of capital punishment, you know, good people can agree to disagree on this, but critics of the death penalty often argue that it's hypocritical for someone who claims to be pro-life to support the death penalty. Why is that fallacy, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, even in the pro-life community, there's disagreement as, as many support the death penalty and many oppose it. For me, I look to the scriptures for the guidance on this issue. In Genesis 9-6, says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. And so we see that there is the protection of innocent human life and recognizing that there are times when life will have to be taken as a punishment for murder. Hmm. And there has to be laws. There has to be respect for human life. And I believe the death penalty is one of the proper punishments for the taking of innocent human life. All right. Well, let's talk about Satan clubs for a minute. Uh, It's made news in both states. Uh, Michael, we'll begin with you. Lehigh Valley. Saucon Valley School District had to close this week because there was an incident at the school related to a Satan club that exists there at the school. Why are we starting to see about a dozen of them now, these after-school Satan clubs that are geared toward elementary age students? Yeah, the school uh, district is between uh, Easton and uh, Allentown. It's, what's going on is this national kind of Satan organization is pushing this wherever they see a Christian club, Good News Club, uh, showing up. And a number of those are happening here in Pennsylvania. And basically, it's just an attempt to try to, I think, force schools to say, okay, we're not going to have Christian clubs either is really what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Satan Club last week uh, said it's going to be setting up shop in an elementary school in the main Endwell district. That's near Binghamton. The school says there's nothing they can do to stop it. If that is true, where do we draw the line here with who can start clubs at school? Yeah, it's partially true. I mean, Michael's correct. I think this is part of a national strategy to try to remove Christian influence from after-school clubs. And Christians have to be careful that we don't take the bait on this, because while there is this equal access out there, if they force out these so-called Satan clubs, then you will see the removal of of every form of of Christian club as well. Yeah, this is a definite strategy by the, the Satanic Temple and what they're doing here. Michael, Senator John Fetterman may be in the hospital for a while. Uh, He has a clinical depression. We wish him all the best, but he's only been in office eight weeks. Do you think that uh, Pennsylvanians may be having some voter regret here? And do you think that there was a concerted effort in the campaign to conceal how ill he really was? Yeah, there is certainly voter regret in many cases. Actually, voter regret was expressed uh, to people on Election Day, people who voted early and then after having cast their ballot. Then they saw the debate and realized that he was not even able to put a coherent sentence together. I actually talked to someone who was at the voting booth uh, outside, and some people said, is it possible to re-vote on the Senate race? Of course it was not. So that voter regret has existed there, and yeah, I think there was a concerted effort to keep him in the basement, basically, uh, throughout the campaign. Gotcha. Sports betting is a huge story. It's a huge industry now in uh, New York. Jason, uh, Congressman Paul Tonka, a Democrat, introducing a bill that would ban sports betting advertising. Why, in, in your opinion, is this a good idea? 
Well, you know, the gambling industry is a predatory enterprise, and essentially they're using the uh, FCC to go ahead and promote the wares of uh, sports gambling. It's extremely dangerous, particularly for young people. And just like we don't allow certain forms of advertising on public broadcasting, you know, such as tobacco, there ought to be bans on sports betting as well. Yeah. You mentioned today's young people. I want to end with the revival, that uh, nonstop two-week experience at Asbury University in Kentucky. You know, so much we poo-poo on today's youth, Michael, but this is an amazing example of how kids today get it right, too. What's been your thoughts, uh, observations, as you look at what has transpired there in Kentucky the past couple weeks? Part of it is just the notion or the idea and the fact that God does intervene in society. God does intervene in human history. He's uh, superintending every day, but he also uh, does move on the hearts of human beings to bring change. That's something we pray for, and I certainly hope this spreads in a way that really changes our culture. Yeah, I watched the the sermon that was given on the 8th, uh, the chapel service. It wasn't anything, you know, fire and brimstone or anything. It was just kind of a, you know, sermon on love, Jason, and then all of a sudden, this happens. And a lot of people are asking, now we see it in Texas A&M and Baylor and Cedarville and all these campuses all over the country, not even Christian colleges, but it begs the question, Jason, why now? Well, I think that actually there is some reaction to the pandemic that has brought about these conditions. You know, if you read through the scriptures, you'll see that world conditions will often lead towards certain actions. I read the book of Judges, you'll see that God sends a deliverer at just the right time. And I think that what we're seeing is now the separation, the anxiety, all of the uh, things that occurred during the pandemic have left a longing for connectedness. And thankfully, as we often say in this program, that our greatest need is spiritual, not political. Uh, Perhaps a young generation is showing us that really our path forward is really a path that seeks the face of God. Yeah, it'll be amazing to see uh, the fruit from this revival. And I'm sure both you guys are going to be writing about this on your websites. If you have questions about any of the issues discussed today, uh, we've been a lot of places. Michael, where can folks find you online? PAFamily.org. And what is New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms? Why do you exist? You can find out more online, Jason. Your website, sir. AlbanyUpdate.com.